You have to strength train to stay safe and do your job consistently. Not only will this translate over to the work you do, but also the long-term health of your life. So that is why in this episode, I'm going to go over progressive overload, why it's necessary to recover appropriately, gain strength to be able to do the job that you're doing, and how to use it in a variety of ways to stay safe, stay injury-free, and be able to maintain your function for your day-to-day work. By the end of this episode, my hope is that you understand where you are, where you need to start, and how to progress over time to get the strength gains that you're looking for. So before we get into it, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, leave me a five-star review and comment whether or not you like the show. This helps put this information out to other people that maybe have a little bit of challenges in their fitness and their nutrition and um, will hopefully help them over a long period of time. So thanks a lot, and we'll talk to you in a minute. Let's get into it. All right, guys. So Alfred Wilson here, fitness and nutrition coach for EMS professionals. And what I want to talk to you today about, like you heard in the intro, is just progressive overload. All right. Um, we're going to start with what it is, some simple examples of it, ways that you can do it, and then just kind of go from there. So what it is simply is and you can really think about it pretty easily right it's just doing more work over time so it's tough for me to say for any one person what that starting point is but once you know where you're starting at then adding more work to that over a significant period of time can be super easy there are a ton of other factors that go into it for example how long have you been training and what are your movement limitations if you have any are you experiencing any pain and then adding this framework of progressive overload into your fitness can start to make things really simple and easy for you because you're just talking about adding more over time based on exactly where you're at so that's what we're looking for so um i'll use something super simple a lot of the people i work with individually They have a super hard time with the squat, whether that's because of a problem with bending of their knees, lack of mobility in their ankles, or lack of mobility at their hips, or even pain in their lower back. So understanding what those limitations are gives me a really good idea and should give you a really good idea of where you need to start at by simply performing a few squats. What felt challenging about it? How far down did you go? Kind of what is the standard for a squat, like for me, for clients I work with, we have a, I have a pretty simple standard that is your feet are flat to the ground, your back stays in a neutral position and your hips go at or below your knee crease. And you're able to kind of see that visually, whether that's through video, somebody takes a photo or you have somebody put their eyes on you like a coach or something like that. Um, So that's really where I start with it as a standard. And then that gives you a really good idea of how to go from that standard to where you're at, and then close the gap over time through progressive overload with something like a range of motion, right? So using the air squat as an example, say that you can only squat to just a little bit above your knee crease or probably not quite down to a chair. Using a chair or a stack of books or a stack of plates, whatever you have available as a benchmark is for you to lower it down to. Let your butt touch it and then come back up. I will link a video of an air squat demo in here so you guys can kind of see what I'm talking about. Um, 
And if you haven't followed me on Facebook, you can look on there, Coach Alfred Wilson. And every Monday, I put out a movement practice video and the air squats in there. So um, look on Facebook and also look on YouTube. I'll put links for both of those in the show notes. And it covers that so that way you guys know exactly what it is you're looking at. Okay? So, um, and I'll try to attach to this video if you're watching on video. So going down to something like a chair is a really great starting point. And then moving lower and lower and lower over time with say the same number of reps would be one way that you could progressively overload the squat, okay? Same thing for a push-up, starting on your knees or even starting at an elevated box height is a good way to go. And then lowering that down over time until you get to where you're doing it on your knees, until you have one knee bent, one leg straight, something like that. So it's really easy to be creative when you're taught, when you know what the movement standard is and then how to kind of walk forward from there. And again, it's gonna be different based on what your training history is, what your experience is with exercise and what you're comfortable doing and what you can do pain-free and comfortably and recover from over a period of time. So some other examples of ways you can progressively like overload anything. And this goes to me, this goes back to the goal setting video that I did or podcast I did a couple of weeks ago where it walked you through what skills need to be developed to be able to reach a goal. This still latches onto that for me. So if the skills are an increase in reps, then the goal for say the push up, the goal being the push up, increase in reps would be the first skill over a four week period. That would be your first progression of your first period of progression, progressive overload, sorry. And then the next eight weeks, it would be something like adding a longer tempo or pauses or isolation, something like that. So again, things that you can use to add progressive overload to any of your movements could be reps, range of motion, number of sets that you're doing, um, the technique, are you getting a better technique over time? I think that's one that you can always fall back on because there's never anything wrong with getting better at the movement that's gonna keep you safer, that's gonna make sure you're more mindful, you have more body awareness around what it is you're doing. And I think it's just gonna benefit you overall, right? So maybe you're doing more work in more time, maybe you're doing more work in less time, kind of depending on what the goal is. That's really specific for runners and people who are trying to do endurance type activities outside of their work. Um, in general, for the function of EMS, I don't necessarily know that specific endurance training is important unless that's something you do recreationally. That's a different conversation. Um, load. So loading is the most common and the most linear that you've seen or maybe heard of. For example, for upper body exercises, you increase by five pounds per week or per session. For lower body exercises, you increase by 10 pounds per week or per session. Just super simple progression and load that gives a ton of benefits and a lot of results. Um, tempo, I think I said that already, drop sets, increases in distance, increases in speed, changes in rest time are just a few that will allow you to progressively overload over time. And it gives you a really huge space to be very creative with what it is that you're doing and um, not be so stagnant and bored. That's where I think variance comes into play when you start to look at all of these ways that I just mentioned that you can progressively make things more challenging for you to see progress physically, then you can take the same four exercises and change any one of these variables three times a week and get a different stimulus, a different result with each exercise. And it'd be really fun, really challenging, 
and have you probably looking a little bit better, feeling a little bit stronger over a longer period of time just by simply doing those things. Um, some other things to consider that I think are important to talk about are that you won't always progress linearly. Um, I did a podcast with Kelly McCarthy the other week. Uh, she's been a client of mine for almost six years and she has not always had a linear progression. And part of that is because I always change her progression variables based on what she's trying to accomplish, where she's at in her competition season versus where she's at in her lifestyle to be able to manage her recovery appropriately. Because the overall goal is to, yes, compete, but make sure that the things that she's doing inside of her program, she's able to recover from as best she can along with good nutrition, good recovery practices like sleep and stress management. So you won't always have a linear progression. That's just something to note. You will have to be creative and make some changes. Um, the longer you are using progressive overload and changing those variables and the longer you train, the harder it is and the longer it's going to take for you to see progress. In the shorter term, so your first three months or even first 18 months if you're brand new, it's going to be super fun, super exciting. You're always going to have ways to change it. And after a while, you've probably been through three, four, five cycles of every variable that you can change to include your exercises, depending on how deep your knowledge of exercise selection is. And then you can start to make other changes and other decisions around that. But it's going to be harder to stay on that train. And you have to start to be really creative with what it is that you're doing to... A, make sure you continue to stay interested. B, make sure you continue to stay, make progress because maintaining interest is what's part of maintaining progress. So that's important. Um, if you're trying to lose weight or you're in a large calorie deficit because you are trying to look as lean as possible, maybe that's inside of one of your goals, then progressively overloading and gaining strength is going to be harder so one of the other variables are going to have to be put into place. Maybe you do more reps. Maybe you do the same weight with more sets, um, which would be my best recommendation for that. Can you just add another set per week to the exercises that you're doing? That's a really great way to see progress without um, having to focus on, man, am I getting stronger or am I just doing more work over time, which will still get you a really good result. Um, always... Always, always, always focus on technique first. That's going to keep you safe before you start to add load. Always make sure your technique is as good as it can be based on your knowledge and your current skill level. And if you need help with that, then obviously you should get somebody to help you. Take a few videos, ask for some feedback. You can do that inside of our Facebook group. I have no problem giving feedback on the exercises that you're doing if you're a member in there. If you're not, then join the EMS Fitness Network um, on Facebook. There's a link in the bio, and you can check that out. And I got no issues looking through your technique and giving you any tips that you need. Um, unless I feel that you need maybe a little more support, then we can go a little bit further that conversation if we need to. But just to generally help and make sure that your technique is really, really well, we want to make sure that you're doing that right. Okay. Um, and overall, consistency over everything, guys. That's what's going to do it. Stay consistent. Stay as creative as you can. You will see some pitfalls and some, some plateaus in this progressive overload. Again, in a previous episode, we're kind of looking for the plateau. Not necessarily to stay there and stay stagnant, but notice it. This is where I peaked at. Now let's take a rest 
and move forward and see if we can't do it again. Um, so yeah, that's what I got. Hopefully that was helpful for you and you found it beneficial and you have some really good ideas about how to move forward and use progressive overload in your training. If you have any questions of me at all, you can always email me coach.alfred.wilson at gmail.com. I will respond to those. Um, any, if you're in the Facebook group, ask any questions. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, DM me on there. I'll answer any questions you got. Uh, thanks for listening. Don't forget to share the episode if you found it helpful. Leave a review. And um, yeah, guys, stay strong, stay safe, and I will talk to you soon. Take it easy.